overlooked. We'll kind of read them, but we won't pay a lot of attention to the detail in them because we know it so well. It's so familiar to us. And, uh, and so as we look at this, I want us to see, I want us to pay particular attention uh, to some of the details uh, that the shepherd does for us. And I believe it'll be a blessing. I believe it'll be a help to each and every one of us. Psalm chapter number 23, verse number 1, the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." Let's pray. Father, we thank you just for your goodness to us. We thank you for this passage, God, as we look at it this morning. And God, we see really what a shepherd is to us. And God, how you provided and you were all of these things for uh, Matthew, the disciple that followed you. And God, I pray that you'd use me. God, I pray that you'd speak through me. God, I pray that you'd touch hearts as only you can, Father. And God, may we leave here different than we came. And, and God, will thank you for that. We'll give you the honor and glory for all that's said and done. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. As we look at this psalm, it's, uh, as I said, a very familiar psalm, but I believe there's a great blessing. And as I was looking over this and thinking about this psalm, I, I think it'll be a great blessing and a great help to every person, uh, no matter how long you've been saved or uh, how long you've been in church. I think uh, that this psalm has great benefit for our lifetime. So often we focus on it at the end of life or through struggles or uh, hardships, but uh, really, when things are going good, is just as much reason for us to look at this psalm and see, wow, the Lord is our shepherd. And, uh, and what a blessing it is. I want you to notice the bulk of this psalm really talks about the shepherd's provision. And so that's the first thing that I want us to notice about this psalm, is what the shepherd does for us, his provision for his sheep. Look with me there in verse number 2. The Bible says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. And, uh, and we see that, lie down, uh, that's the calm that he provides for us. I tell you what, we live in a world that is, uh, that is, is confused, they're uh, upset, they are uh, frustrated, many of them, they're agitated, uh, they're anxious, they don't have any, any calm in their life. I remember 
might have been a year ago. I was, uh, might have been a little bit longer than that. Uh, I was talking with a fella, and, and he was working at my house doing some stuff, and a uh, fellow that we had to have some, somebody come in and do some stuff. And, and so he came in, and he was working, and, and he said, well, I was the only one that could come out at this day and do this. And I said, well, I'm glad you were able to. And he said, yeah, we've hired some new guys. But, uh, but he said, man, the new guys that come in, they're just, you know, they're anxious. They get nervous about going out on a job. They get nervous about uh, doing a, a, a work or doing something. And, and, and I thought, that's, boy, that's strange to me. That's a foreign concept. Um, but but that's that wasn't the only time I heard it. As I time marched on, and and somebody else said, yeah, they uh, they couldn't come to work because they were anxious. Listen, the shepherd will provide a calm for his sheep. Hey, we ought to be calm. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be concerned. And listen, we go through troubles. I go through troubles. I go through struggles. And and sometimes in my life, I'm tempted to be anxious and I'm tempted to be concerned and I'm tempted to be worrisome about things. But as we see here in verse number 2, the Bible tells us very clearly that He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. I would, uh, as we lived in Peru, I, we would see people and, and uh, they would just lie down in a park and take a nap. And I, I, can't, I can't do that. I, I, man, I am, I'm a paranoid person, I think. I don't know. And, uh, and I don't know if I was like that before I went to Peru or Peru made it worse. But uh, I just, when I'm in a public place, I can't even hardly read a book. If I'm in an airport, I'm like on security alert, you know, I'm like looking around. Like, and, and part of it was because in Peru they would t- steal anything from you and we were targeted many times as just being foreigners in that country but uh, boy to go lay down in a park I remember one time I, I was preaching down in the wilderness Christian camp and, and, uh, and it's out in the middle of nowhere so you don't have to worry about somebody stealing anything and so I thought well I'm going to go study and, uh, and Brother Jason said yeah you can just go out in the woods there so I went out in the woods and, uh, and I was sitting there and I was trying to study I was trying to read and Man, I couldn't focus. I thought, is there a snake coming up behind me? You know, you don't hear them. They just slither. They don't go chomp, chomp, chomp through the woods like most animals do. And so I'm like sitting there and I'm trying to read. And I'm looking, is there a black, black racer? Is there a copperhead over here? You know, and I'm, I'm looking around. Is there, there's big spiders walking through the woods after you? And, and, uh, and I just couldn't focus. I couldn't concentrate. Uh, but listen, uh, uh, the, the shepherd would take the sheep to a green pasture. And while he's there, hey, there's a presence that says, I'm looking out for you. You don't have to worry about the things that are coming after you. You don't have to worry about this or that, but there's a calm that you can have in your life because the shepherd provides that calm for him. Look at the second phrase there. He says, he he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. You know what a green pasture is to a sheep? Man, it is a buffet. I am telling you. They look at that, and man, there is nothing but food all around them. And that excites them. And and while you might not get excited about green grass, and it uh, it might not light your fire... But if you went to a buffet this afternoon, hey, and they said, man, you can have all the steak, you can have all the fried chicken, amen? You can, I like steak too. I mean, I, I probably would go on the steak, but, uh, uh, but uh, we're Baptist church, so you got to emphasize fried chicken. But, uh, uh, you know, if they had, uh, man, all, all the food, you'd go in there and you say, man, praise the Lord. 
this is going to be good. And I don't go to buffets because I just don't eat enough to, uh, to validate the price. But, but that sheep would lay down in that green pasture. And man, there's just food all around them that says, hey, there is fine dining. There is cuisine all around them. And the shepherd provides. Listen, our shepherd will take care of us time and time again. Remember in Matthew 6, um, 33, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. All these things he's talking about were the provisions for our life. He said the birds don't worry about what they're going to eat tomorrow. I was looking at my dog this morning, and, uh, and I thought, well, i got to go feed my dog. So I, I went and fed my dog, and, and my dog doesn't care. When I dump food in his dish, he doesn't care. She could care less. She'll go eat it when she wants. And I thought this morning, I thought, my dog never worries where her next meal's coming from. She never even thinks about it. She just goes to that dish, and there's food there, and she eats it. Now, the cat's a little different because the dog's always eating her food, but the dog doesn't worry about it. She just eats, and listen, these sheep, they don't worry about it because they're laying down in a green pasture. Look with me the next phrase. So we see the calm. We see the cuisine that the shepherd provides. Look with me in verse number two there. He says, uh, he leadeth me beside the still waters. There's a cup of water for those sheep. He's saying, hey, listen, uh, there's some calm waters that these sheep, you know, uh, animals in general, wild animals, they don't go to the raging river to get a drink. They usually go to the slow portions where it's, uh, it's all backed up and it's not running and it's calm and they'd be able to go down there and get a drink of water. And these sheep are no different that they would go down there uh, to the calm area. And listen, there's nothing like a fresh cup of water on a hot and dry day. I mean, that just would wet your whistle. And Jesus said in John 4.14, as He was sitting there talking to that woman at the well, He said, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Listen, when the Savior gives you water, hey, you're going to be so satisfied with that water. You're not going to have to go looking for other water. He's going to provide it for you, and He's going to be there, and He provides that uh, calm. He provides that cuisine. He provides that cup of water. Look in verse number 3 as we talk about the shepherd's provision. Look at verse number 3. The Bible says, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Not only does He provide all that calm cuisine and the cup of water, but He provides a cure. That cure comes in two things there. In verse number 3, we find that He restoreth my soul. Listen, obviously, first and foremost, if somebody is not saved, their, their relationship with God does not exist. It's non-existent. And so that relationship must be restored. And the Bible says uh, in, in 1 Timothy 2.5, it says, For there is one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. And what he does is he mediates, he intercedes, and he restores that relationship that was broken by man to God. We find that restoration. 
Listen, if you're saved this morning, praise the Lord, we have free and complete access to to God through Jesus Christ. He restores that relationship. He cures that broken relationship. But listen, it's not just for the lost people. Hey, it's for the saved people when we fall out of fellowship with God. When we wander astray and when we do what we want to do and we don't walk with the Lord the way we ought to, hey, listen, there is restoration that is offered there. You remember when David had sinned with Bathsheba and he goes on and he writes in Psalm chapter 51, uh, it's believed that this is associated with that time of life. And he says in Psalm 51.10, he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. He goes on and a couple verses later he says, Restore unto me the joy of of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Man, what a blessing to know that you can have a right relationship with God and that can all be cured by following the shepherd and he provides for us that cure. Hey, without Jesus, there would be no relationship with God. There would be no uh, restoration. uh, And there would be no way to make it right. But because of Jesus and the shed blood of of Calvary, uh, we have a relationship that has been restored with God. Listen, there's nothing like having a good relationship. You know what? Most of the world is afraid of God because they have no relationship with God. They don't, they're scared. I mean, you bring up God, uh, they don't want to talk about that. Let's change the subject. Boy, how did those uh, uh, whatever sports team is, is playing that day do good yesterday? Or how, how about the weather? Or what about this? Or what about that? I mean, they don't want to talk about God. Why? Because they don't have that cured relationship. They know deep down in their self that they're not right with God. And listen, Christians, uh, sometimes we can be that way. Hey, listen, you can have a cured, restored relationship with God. The shepherd provides that. He says, hey, I want to have a good relationship with you. Not only that, but look at the second part of verse 3. Not only is the cure of the rest of the the relationship being restored, but it's also the second part says, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I'm glad That he didn't just say, well, you know what? Let me restore your relationship. Boom, you're restored and you're on your own and leave you. No, no, no. He said, you know what? I'm going to lead you in the paths of righteousness. In other words, I'm not just going to make your relationship right, but I want to keep it right. I want you to continue following me throughout your life so that you don't wander astray, so that you can have that good relationship, so you can have that that calm and that assurance and all of the things that the shepherd provides as we follow him in the paths of righteousness. He says, hey, I want to keep you uh, in the right path and going the right direction. He wants us to follow Him as He is the shepherd providing. Not only the calm and the cuisine, the cup of water and the cure, but look with me in verse number 4. He goes, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I love this phrase, I will fear no evil. We find courage for the... For the sheep. 
There is just something about being with somebody else that is in control and saying, man, I'm with this person and I'm, man, I'm looking up to them and they're going to take care of it. I've given this illustration a few times and I'll, I'll use it again. Uh, but um, I, I remember when I was a, a college kid we go street preaching down in Canton. And I didn't, I'd never been street preaching. I'd never been down in Canton before. And Canton to me was a, a big city. I mean, uh, I, I had grown up in the sticks of upstate New York mostly. Um, and that's not sarcastic. I li- I'd never been to New York City. I lived in the woods. And uh, we, we grew up out, I mean, we'd, uh, we kind of lived out in the country. And, and so we came to, co- came to college and we go out street preaching. And, and I, I, was, I was a scrawny. Uh, guy when I came to college. I was not very uh, big and I was not very um, strong. I was just kind of a scrawny fella. And I remember we go street preaching, man, I, my eyes were about this big looking at things. I, I just, I was like, this is insane. We had a guy that would go street preaching with us. We'd go with him and his name was William. He was from Detroit and, uh, and, and he had been in Detroit, and I thought, man, if he's been in Detroit, then Canton is like little to him. That's not a problem. I'm sticking with this guy. And, and so, man, I just stood under, and, and William towered over me. He was bigger than me, and he was broader than me, and he was more knowledgeable than me. And so I just hung out with William. I thought, man, uh, this guy is my security net. And I don't know what I'm doing down here, and I don't know where I'm going down here, and I don't know where I'm gonna, what I'm going to run into down here because there was some wild stuff, and we'd go usually at night and, and, uh, and go out there and preach. And, and, uh, and man, I thought, I'm staying by William because he was my security. Listen, Jesus Christ is our greatest shepherd and security. He says there in verse number 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You want, I want you to notice that Jesus doesn't say, and the Bible doesn't say, that you're not going to go through any problems in your life. No, it, it kind of pretty much assures you that you will go through problems. You will go through difficult situations. You will go through that valley of sh- the shadow of death. You will go th- through those things and you will have those difficulties in your life. But listen, as a Christian, hey, we have the Savior. We have the shepherd that goes with us. And I would just like to point out in the middle of that verse that he goes, yea, though I walk through. In other words, we're going to go in it, but we're going to come out the other side. Hey, we're not going to stop midway. We're not going to get bogged down in that valley of death. We're not going to, it's not going to be the end of us, but rather God is going to take us all the way through that valley of the shadow of death. And he says, we're going to go through it. And on top of that, he says, I will fear no evil. Listen, when you're with God, hey, there's no reason to fear evil. Hey, he is bigger than us taller than us, more knowledgeable than us, stronger than us. He is the shepherd that is going to walk with those sheep. Listen, as long as those sheep are gathered around, hey, and listen, when you hit a a rough patch, when you go through that valley, you just walk a little closer to the shepherd. You know what I'm saying? Because he is your safety. He is the one that will help you. And we find that the shepherd gives courage 
Not only does he give courage, but look there at the, the second part of that verse. He says, for thou art with me. In other words, his presence gives him the courage to go through that valley. But he says there in ver- the second part, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You know what's funny about a, a rod and a staff? And I don't remember the differences, but I know one is used for correction. Isn't it funny that they would say, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me when one is used for correction. There's just something comforting about knowing that the Lord is going to try and help keep us in line. I talked about Jonah this morning and the, uh, uh, the, the rod of God, that, that God was correcting Jonah, and, and Jonah uh, was completely going contrary to the will of God, and yet God was trying to steer Jonah back on the right path and keep him in the right way. And, and we find that, uh, that God was looking to, to help Jonah in his life. And as we look at this, uh, listen, uh, God wants to help our life and keep us straight. There's something comforting about knowing that there is a God in heaven that is looking out for our life, trying to keep us straight and keep us square. And we find that there is comfort in that rod. There is comfort in the staff that would reach down and grab us when we get a little too far away. We're talking about the provisions of the shepherd, and there's so many of them here. Look with me in verse number 5. He says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. In verse number 5, he prepares that table before him in the presence of his enemies. You know what a consolation that is? You think about all the battles in the Bible that took place. You think about the soldiers as they would fight. You think about even the soldiers today as they fight. Uh, Listen, if you're fighting a battle, it's not probable that you're going to sit down at a table that is all spread with a meal that would have everything. You're probably going to eat one of those uh, MREs, Meals Ready to uh, Eat, I think is what that stands for. And, and, you know, you you get it and you're going to be watching and you're going to be alert and attentive as you eat that thing. But listen, in this this psalm, we find that the shepherd would provide this... uh, this consolation uh, for the soldier and as he would sit down and eat even in the presence of his enemies. And these sheep, while they're feasting on this green pasture, they're not worried about the coyote that could be out. They're not worried about the wolf. They're not worried about the lion. They're not worried about the bear that may be out there. They are content to eat because the the, the shepherd is there and he's providing that uh, consolation for them during that time that even in the presence of their enemies, they could calmly sit and be consoled with the fact, hey, we have a shepherd who's watching out for us. And He's taking care of us. And we find that He's preparing a table for us in the presence of our enemies. He goes on in the second part of that verse and He says, Thou anointest My head with oil. We find the conditioning that the, the, the shepherd provides. I was wondering what that oil was and when I read that I was thinking about the anointing of, 
of, uh, of other things, but it, it was not that at all. The anointing oil that a shepherd would use uh, is one of two things that they would do. Number one, uh, they would put it on their, their head uh, to help keep away the bugs and the insects that may infect them. Listen, uh, the anointing oil, the conditioning of our Savior, He's trying to help us to keep away the pesky things and pesky sins of our life that would, that would cause us problems and even could ultimately destroy our life. He anoints their head with oil. The second thing that the oil would be used for is maybe a salve for an for a ointment, for a sore, or for a cut, or for maybe the bugs that have gotten in there and they need to get them out. And, and so they would put that oil on them to help heal them and cure them physically. And listen, we have a shepherd that is looking out for us to try and keep our life pure and to try and watch out for us, conditioning our, our lives so that we can live right, so that we can be healed, so that we can do right right uh, by God. That's some of the things that the shepherd provides. That's just some of the things that I found in this psalm. Listen, that's not comprehensive at all. I'm just saying we have a shepherd that wants to provide for his sheep. That's the good shepherd. That's what he's doing. Look with me in, in verse, uh, verse number 1. Go back to the beginning. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We see the shepherd's provision in verses 2 all the way down through 6. We saw that, we noticed that. But I want you to notice as well that the shepherd is pleasing. He says, I shall not want. I used to read that when I was younger and say, I didn't quite understand it. I read it this way. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I thought, why wouldn't we want the Lord as our shepherd? That's not right. It's got a semicolon in there. It's a stop. It's a, it's a stop. And that means that, hey, I shall not want. In other words, I shall not be in want. In other words, that the Lord is so pleasing in our life that when you get that close to the shepherd and you experience all his provisions that he takes care of you, that he watches out for you, that he, he gives you that calm, he leads you to the, uh, the, the still waters and the green pastures, and he takes you through the valley of the shadow of death and that he would prepare a table before you in the, in the sight of your enemies and when he watches over you and he cares for you and he takes care of you time and time again you'd be so pleased with the shepherd you wouldn't want anything else in your life you say hey I just want that shepherd because he takes that good care of me I'm not interested in anything else and the Bible says the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We sing that little song, God is so good. He's so good to me. Oh, how good God is. Think back in your life of God's goodness to you. Think about His courage, His comfort, His consolation, His conditioning, the calm, the, the cuisine that He's provided. Think about all the goodness that God has provided for you. Why do we wander? Why is it that we, we wander astray? We, we lose our contentment with the Savior. The Bible says in Psalm 34 and verse 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in Him. I love that verse. 
we were in Peru for many years as missionaries, and you know in Peru, uh, well, you know in generally in other countries, they eat strange foods. To us, it's strange. To them, it's normal. They come here and say, we eat strange foods. Think of that. When we lived in those foreign countries, we had a rule in our house. You have to try it at least once. You don't have to like it, but you have to try it. And, and a lot of times, especially as missionaries and especially in foreign countries, you know, they, uh, they'll, they'll feed you stuff. And, and man, those are, they're watching. Is he going to eat our food? Is he going to like our food? And, and, and there's something to that that, you know, they, that, that you don't like their food, you're just not part of their culture. And, and so they're, they're all watching and, and, uh, and they say, hey, you, you know, you, you just got to, gotta, so we would tell our kids, you have, to, you have to try it at least. You don't have to like it, but you have to try it. And uh, listen, I love the fact that the verse says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hey, listen, you try God out. You give him a little taste. You find out, hey, is, is he going to provide for you? He's going to provide you. I can promise you that. He's got a whole book full that, that gives you that promise. Uh, he, is he going to protect you? Is he going to watch out for you? Hey, listen, he is the good shepherd. He is the great shepherd. There's no greater shepherd than Jesus Christ himself. You can't find a better shepherd. Once you've tried him, man, you'll like him. You'll find he is the best shepherd that you've ever had. And you'll say, I, I shall not want. In other words, I'm not going to look for another shepherd. I'm not interested in somebody else. I'm not interested in finding another shepherd because God has been so good to me that absolutely nothing else compares to the goodness and graciousness of God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We see the shepherd's provision and oh how much he does. We see the shepherd is pleasing and that certainly he ought to meet our every need and fill our every void in our life that we should not be in want and we should not need anything else because God will take care of us. But I want you to notice this as well in Psalm chapter 23 and verse number 1. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd. Hey, listen, the shepherd is personal. He loves each and every one of his sheep, but it's a personal relationship with God. He didn't say uh, he's our shepherd. No, he said he is my shepherd. And I want to ask you this morning, hey, is he your shepherd? I was thinking about this, and there's three types of sheep that I think exist. The first one is the faithful sheep. Hey, listen, you are there in the flock of God. You've been saved, you've been born again, and you're serving the Lord and praise the Lord for that. I want to encourage you, hey, stay faithful to God. Sometimes, uh, man, you, you grow up in the flock. I would put myself in that category. I, I got saved at a young age. I've grown up in church my whole life. I thank God for that. But sometimes in that, uh, you fail to see how good truly God is to you because you don't understand what the world offers. And how cruel and, and wicked and evil the, the world truly can be. But listen, uh, the Lord ought to be your shepherd and you ought to stay faithful to Him. Faithful sheep. The second ones are, are wandering sheep. 
Those are sheep that belong to the fold, but, this, uh, but they have a propensity to wander off. Listen, stay in the fold, follow the shepherd. All of these benefits come with the sheep that are following him. Listen, if you wander off on your own and you wander away from the Savior and you wander away from him, you wander away from his protection, you wander away from his provision, you wander away from his blessing, you wander away from his presence. And I'm just saying, uh, all of those provisions that come with it are for the sheep that are there in the fold with the shepherd. If you leave that, you risk losing those things and those benefits. So don't wander from the shepherd. Stay close by. Don't be allured. You know, sheep sometimes uh, get allured by things that are outside and they get curious and they kind of wander off. And I'm just saying, stay close to the shepherd. We find faithful sheep, we find wandering sheep, and then lastly we know, of course, there is lost sheep. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 25, in His discourse on sheep and the good shepherd, He said, Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believed not the works that I do in the name of in, in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said, unto you. They're lost sheep. Listen, they don't know the Savior as their shepherd. But they, they can. He invites them. We, I, I meant to read this verse in the beginning and I didn't. Jesus said in John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. And he invites them to come unto him. Hey, those that are lost and those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ and those who don't have a calm and don't have a comfort and don't have a consolation and don't have the, uh, the cure uh, to being restored with God and, and don't have all of the benefits that the shepherd offers. Hey, listen, it's, it's open today that he would say, come unto me and I'll be your shepherd. and You can be my sheep. There's an invitation from God. And he says, hey, I want you to be part of my fold. Don't be a lost sheep. Don't be a wandering sheep. Be a faithful sheep that enjoys the benefits. Why wouldn't you want a shepherd like that? Why wouldn't you want somebody that would offer you calm and peace and assurance and blessing and, and watch out for you and provide for you and take care of you? Why wouldn't you want a shepherd like that? He loves people. And he wants them to be a part of his fold. With every head bowed and every eye closed as we stand to our feet. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Father, we thank you for being such a phenomenal shepherd. God, that would give your life for us, the sheep, that would die on the cross of Calvary, God, that we could be saved. God, thank You for so great a salvation, for restoring our relationship, for leading us in the paths of righteousness for Your name's sake, and God, for providing for us over and over again, for giving us comfort, for giving us calm, and for giving us uh, just all that You provide. God, I pray that you'd bless each and every person. God, may we be encouraged to stay close to you. 
the good shepherd that provides for his sheep. God will certainly thank you for that. God, I pray that you'd speak to hearts as only you can. God, if there's one that does not know you, maybe listening even online, God, may they choose to trust you today and make you their shepherd of their life. God, I pray that you'd bless and encourage, strengthen each and every person, each and every listener. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. As we have a short hymn of invitation, if God's spoken to your heart, the altar's open. Maybe you just want to thank Him for being such a great, compassionate shepherd that provides for you. Maybe you didn't realize all that He really does for you. And what a good God we serve. God is so good. He blesses us so much. Maybe you're wondering, maybe the something in the world has caught your eye and, and you're prone to wander. Listen, turn your eye back to Him. Ask Him to help you. Ask Him to strengthen you. Ask Him to keep you close by His side. Maybe you're lost and He's not your shepherd. He could be your shepherd today. As the invitation plays, the altar's open. God has spoken to your heart. Why not pray? Talk to Him. What a great shepherd we truly have. He truly loves you and cares about you.